For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday after Thanksgiving, but not just because after Thanksgiving are we getting together, because it's Monday, it's Monday Night Raw, I'm Jack Farmer, he's Raj Geary, and guess what, special guest, Jimmy Corderas, the guy, referee, head referee in charge here at uh, <laughs> Wrestling Inc. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing great, I mean, like, uh, I'm happy to join you guys, this is awesome. This this is a, a fun one for you to be a part of. I'm glad you're here. Raj, as always, I'm glad you're here. Fellas, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Well, I'll start with Raj because up here in Canada, we had Thanksgiving in October. It's really weird. Up and it's on a Monday. Yeah. So we had ours. We just kind of uh, – I do I do a Greek style uh, when it's U.S. Thanksgiving. We uh, Being of Greek descent, I have lamb. Greek nice. food. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tasty. get on the Greek food train until a few years ago. And I was like, this is good stuff. I should have been eating this my whole life. Uh, Raj, what did you do? Did you just uh, dinner with the fam? No, I was in New York all week. And so we went uh, We went upstate uh, for Thanksgiving, visited some family up there. And yeah, yeah, it was a week in New York with my family. Got to see Issa again and uh, some of the other wrestling media, Andrew Zarian, uh, Destiny FOMO. I actually thought Jimmy was there. So I was like, I think he was really confused because what the stuff he was sending me, I thought he was there. So I was like, Hey, are you going to meet us at McMahon's? And he was really confused. McMahon's is this bar outside of Park Barclays. So yeah, I, uh, yeah. I was about to say, you were in New York and you were at McMahon's play. How did you not tell? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny because I thought, what are we hanging out by the pool at Vince's place? Or what's going on? <laughs> Jimmy, for the record, Raj has never invited me to one of his his cool wrestling pundit hangouts. So one of these days, I'll get the invite. Yeah, you weren't well, in New you York. Know what? <laughs> no, it'd be cool if we could all just just yeah show, show up and and uh, you know bust in on Raj one day. Yeah. <laughs> one, at, one of these WrestleManias, we should do it. There you at, go at Vincent's at Vince's place at, at Vince's place. Yeah. That's real <laughs> McMahon's. The real <laughs> well, that's, that's a place VKM's. Yeah, that's is it really? I don't know. It could be. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that'd as, be cool. As everyone's settling in and finding their seats in the chat, thanks to everyone by the way for being here. Brian, Joseph, Peter, Michael, everyone, thanks for being here. I want to chat real quick about some rating stuff. You know, we love talking about our ratings here on Wrestling Inc. I want to talk about the dynamite ratings on American Thanksgiving Eve. Last Wednesday's live dynamite. Uh, did 898,000 viewers on TNT, down just under 9% from the previous week uh, for the post-full gear episode. And uh, the demo was a 0.31, which was down just over 16%. Uh, down, but I got to think that the day before Thanksgiving, this has to be a big win, right, Raj? I mean, it's it's the best number they've done on Thanksgiving Eve. Um but, you know, the, the previous two years, they did have competition from NXT. Uh, their numbers have been up in general, even before CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, once NXT moved to Tuesdays. So 
still, it's you know, you can almost throw this week out. They'll be up next week. They were down this week. It happens every year. SmackDown will be down as well when that number comes in. It's just it's the it's the holiday weekend. And um, but yeah, I mean, for what they've been usually do on Thanksgiving, it's a it's a pretty good number, but it's not indicative of they're going to be up again next week. Yeah. Now, now, Jimmy, you've watched uh, the you've watched the viewers from inside the ring, but now that you're outside of the ring, mm-hmm. do you pay attention to the ratings? Do you uh, kind of follow the numbers, or do you not really care about what the numbers are doing? Um, I do follow the numbers, but for me, it's not as important as it is to some fans. I want all the companies to do well in the ratings because when the co- when wrestling as a whole does better then you know, it helps the entire business. And I want the entire business to do well. And contrary to popular opinion out there on, on social media, I do want uh, not the guys that I used to work for. I want the other guys to do well as well, because I have friends there. I have friends at impact. I, you know, I want them to succeed and I want the business as a whole to grow because I love the business, not just one company. Right. So, so Jimmy, you were with WWE for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. From the late 80s to 2009, correct? Yes. Uh, so during the Monday Night Wars, were you was everyone really paying attention backstage to the ratings then? Or was it still kind of the, we got to do our stuff and, and move on? It was, it was uh, I hate to sound wishy-washy, but it was a little column A, a little column B. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, the, the front office telling you, hey, guys, don't worry about the ratings. Go out there and do your thing and and, and knock it out of the park and do your, you know, the, the raw, raw stuff. But at the same time, you know, in the truck they're watching, um, in the back, there's somebody. Who, I, I remember one instance. I, I want to say we were in St. Louis and it was a Monday night and uh, we were in the trainer's room and the trainer had a TV, had two TVs in the trainer's room. So one was on raw. And the other one was on Nitro. So we're, you know, kind of paying attention to Nitro and seeing what's going on. And this was the time when Raw went on live at nine. And and mm-hmm. and Nitro got that extra hour at the beginning at eight. Mm-hmm. So we're watching, we're watching, we're watching. All of a sudden, we hear this familiar voice walk by. Like, Turn that off. You know, and obviously, you know, we know the voice. It was Vince. So everybody's like ducking for cover. And as he's walking away, you can hear him going, uh, 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 like he, he, he popping himself, so to speak. So, but to answer your question, yes, they did pay attention to what was going on. They did pay attention to the ratings, but at the same time, they didn't want to let on to us that they, it was a concern to them. They tried to make it like, Hey, just go out there and do your best guys. Right. Right. Uh, well, speaking about going out there, um, Nia Jax, she gave us a little bit of an update on what's going on with her. She updated her name, and that led to a lot of speculation, but she answered speculation with a tweet saying, LOL, newsflash, uh, Lena is my real name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Is it Lena? Uh, Lena is my so. real name. It's it's not another ring name. It's just my name. The name given to me at birth, calm, TF. Down trolls. In all fairness, opponent Crippler would be a solid front runner if I ever decide to wrestle again. But it's highly unlikely if Nia Jax doesn't step back into the ring. Then her final ever match was against Shayna Baszler on the September 20th episode of Raw. During her career, she's able to hold the Raw Women's Championship and the Women's Tag Team titles with Baszler. Uh, kind of a uh, a uh, sad thing to hear. It sounds like this might be the end for Nia Jax. Uh, Raj, do you think that this is her just sort of 
playing hard to get by saying highly unlikely, or do we think we've actually seen the end of Nia Jax's in-ring run? Yeah, you know, it's it's so hard to tell because you know you hear so many wrestlers in the past saying they're done or they don't think they're coming back or this might be it. And you know, Nia, you know, she was one of the top female stars, and she was on a she was having a good run there. So I think she'll be back. That yeah. Jimmy, how about you? When, when, when you see wrestlers tweeting things, do you mm-hmm. uh, do you take it always with a grain of salt? Do you kind of take it as, hey, this is what it is? Or do you always think that they're just trying to kind of play some angle whenever you see someone tweet something? A lot of times, because you're trained to think this way, especially someone like me, you're thinking they are trying to gain some attention. They're trying to work their audience. They're trying to work their following, so to speak. And the one thing that I have learned over the years in this business is never say never because once it man, and i can attest to this once it gets in your blood this business gets in your blood it stays it never leaves despite uh being a superstar like let's say the rock and going off and doing movies and being successful and whatever endeavor at the end of the day for some reason something always draws you back i mean we have rumors they planted seeds a couple of weeks ago about the rock possibly coming back to do something with roman it, it doesn't leave you. And it, as much as you want to move on, sometimes you just can't get it out of your system. And uh, I don't want to say that she's working everybody or she's trying to draw them up attention, but maybe she feels this way right now. But trust me, somewhere down the road is going to hit her and she goes, I got to get back in that ring. Yeah. Um, also, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Rock in the chat. OMG. Uh, this is the amazing uh, ref Corderas uh, is here on winc podcast thank you rocky um jim ross gave an update as well uh to what he's going through uh he took to twitter this morning to provide an update on the treatment for his skin cancer jr revealed that his first radiation treatment has been completed and he now has 21 treatments left saying radiation treatment number one in the book 21 treatments remaining and then he posted the cowboy hat face emoji uh he recently announced that he'll be taking time away from AEW until the end of December to do the treatments. Uh, I think it's great. He's getting treatments. Hopefully they go well. Cancer is a terrifying thing. Um, any, uh, any kind of, obviously our well wishes go out to, uh, to JR through all this, but any, any comments on this? Uh, seems like so far so good in the, in the treat, treatments. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and again, for me, from a personal standpoint, JR is one of my favorite people that I, I got to call boss because when he was head of talent relations there in WWE, he was, you know, really my boss and man. And he was a joy to work for and work with. And, and, and to this day still, you know, keep in touch with him and I'm wishing him well, obviously, you know, for those who believe prayers, if prayers help, you know, we're all thinking positively for Jr. And, and uh, he's, he's one tough son of a gun. Don't let him fool you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's one tough sucker and if anybody's going to get through this jr can fight his way through this and you know we're thinking of you jr Big absolutely time. our yeah. thoughts are with jr it, it's it, you know it's it, it's tough and uh he wanted to he wanted to fight through it you know he and uh and still do dynamite and that just shows you like just you know how, how much of a badass he is but uh you know i'm, I'm glad he's taking some time off you know, fighting this. And I'm confident that we'll see him back on that commentator's desk soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, in the chat, Mike says, wanted to get Jimmy's thoughts on the great run Bobby Lashley has been on alongside MVP, and how were they to work with back in the day on SmackDown? Oh, gee. Uh, I, I love where they're going right now. I love the, the combination of MVP and Bobby Lashley. Uh, seeing Bobby from day, uh, you know, from an early stage and developing, you saw the potential there. And like some talents, it's almost like he had to go away for a little while and mature elsewhere to, to gain some different kind of knowledge and bring it back and utilize it uh, on his comeback. And he's doing it wonderfully. As far as MVP, uh, again, um, very biased here because he's a good friend. I always got along for some reason, him and I gelled and, and to me, he's one of my favorite talents, not only to, to be friends with, but to work with and to watch perform because he's so good at everything he does, whether it's on the stick in the ring, he's awesome. And pairing them together works. Uh, Jimmy, I want to ask you a question. I, I want you to confirm a rumor for me and that maybe this is breaking news, but is it true that Bobby Lashley is a vampire who doesn't age? Uh, he must be because he looks the exact same from, <laughs> from when he came in. And I'm like, what is your secret? I wanted, you know, uh, I remember the last time I ran into him when they were up here in Toronto. Uh, and I was like, what are you doing? He says, I can't tell you. <laughs> he says, if I tell you, I got to kill you. And yeah, I, was, oh, I wouldn't. I'll we'll stick to the just for men and you do what you do. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah I, I swear. I feel like you could put a picture of him next to a picture of him from 10 years ago, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference of which one's which. It's insane. Yeah, we're getting tons um, of questions in the chat for you, Jimmy, but we'll be here all night. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. throw some of them in here and there. But uh... Yeah, it's a... Um, so, by the way, speaking of the questions, again, thank I want to thank everyone for being here in the live chat. If you're listening on the podcast as well later on, thank you for that. Please do us a favor, hit like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five-star review. Leave a little comment in your five-star review as well. That's always fun to, to look at. And uh, if you do have a question for Jimmy, by the way, make sure uh, if you hit us up with one of those super chats, that's a great way to make sure that of all the other questions, yours gets asked. So, Hit us up with one of those, and we'll make sure to ask the question. Um, I want to also talk to you guys a little bit before we dive into the show here. Uh, I don't know. Again, we talk about what Bobby Lashley's using. I don't know what it is, but I do want to talk about something that's pretty cool called Hone. Hone is a comprehensive hormone optimization clinic that helps men get back their energy, focus, libido, and muscle mass by addressing low testosterone. Hone offers at-home biomarker testing, in-depth physician video consultations, and FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Since it launched in 2020, Hone has helped thousands of men. No energy to make it through the day, having a hard time putting on muscle. Your libido is not what it used to be. Your hormones could be to blame. I certainly know it's not my diet. It must be the hormones. Uh, did you know that testosterone levels have decreased substantially over generations? Our father's generation had testosterone levels that were 25% higher than ours today. The thing is, this is not our fault. There, were, there are many factors such as environmental changes that are affecting our generation. Today, 30 million men in the U.S. have low testosterone that is affecting their daily lives. Hone Health can help. Testosterone is more than just a sex hormone. It affects energy levels, muscle mass, focus, and overall mood. Hone helps men get testing and treatment for low testosterone from the comfort of home. Easy to process, collect the sample, and mail it to the lab. Once results are ready, you have a video chat with a real doctor. The doctor will recommend a personalized treatment plan based on your biomarkers and symptoms. Treatments include FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Although I am not a medical expert, Hone Health is, 
and they'll be there with you every step of the way. Order Hone's easy-to-use at-home assessment test today to learn your testosterone levels for a limited time only. Listeners get the at-home testing and doctor consultation for only $45. Go to honehealth.com slash INC to take advantage now. That's Hone, H-O-N-E, health.com slash I-N-C to get the home testing and doctor consultation for $45. Fellas, I am shocked that you get all of this plus the video consultation for only $45. That's a great deal and uh, something I think everyone should check out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of guys, once they turn 40, you know, they they just start getting tired, uh, don't have the same amount of energy. And a, a good buddy of mine, he, we used to, you know, we would golf together all the time. And then all of a sudden he just stopped going. He just never wanted to go. And he was always just saying, oh, I'm not up to it today. And, you know, it was just, uh, it's just one of those things. And then he went and he got some, he got the treatment and, and then now we're, you know, we're back to playing all the time. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you, it's good to, if you if you feel down if 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 you're you know if your energy levels are down uh, if you're not sure what it is it's good to get it checked out and this is I mean just is such an amazing deal to to do it so I uh, definitely recommend doing that and what I think is great too is that for forty five bucks like I said you get the the consultation so it's not just going to be them you know sending you stuff and then you trying to mess around and hope you get it right they're gonna they're gonna look at all your biomarkers they're gonna figure it all out for you it's very cool to try out. I, I recommend anyone who's curious about it, give it a try. It's 45 bucks. Treat yourself. Yeah. It's the holiday. Yeah. It's, especially someone like myself. And, and I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll go out on a limb here and think that I'm the, uh, probably the oldest guy in the room right now. And, uh, you, you know, sometimes I feel run down and maybe, maybe something like this would, would be beneficial, you know? And like you said, I hate to use cliches, but the price is absolutely right. You know, $45 mm-hmm. really, is a drop in the bucket for for what you're getting in this. Yeah. Especially the consultation with the doctor alone. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, uh, if you are older than me, this would be one of the few times that there's someone older than me. <laughs> Thanks yeah. the first. I'm, I'm not giving I'm not giving it away just yet. I'm I kayfabe, mother, kayfabe. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about this episode of Raw here. Let's get into it. This is what everyone's waiting for. We start off with Rollins coming out to the ring and he's challenging Big E at day one. And I don't know about you guys. I am loving Seth Rollins right now, but Balor comes out. They brawl on the outside. Seth Rollins took some shots from the steel chairs, but still wanted to have the match. It was a competitive one, but as Corey Graves says, a Greco-Roman eye poke from Rollins allowed Balor to, or allowed Rollins to get the win over Balor. Um, Jimmy, let's start with you here. I'm loving Seth Rollins right now. I'm loving what he's doing. Uh, I love the role he's on. Uh, how do you feel about Seth Rollins right now and what he's doing? I'm enjoying it because you know what? To me, it looks like he is in his zone and he's in a comfort level and he's in, he's enjoying what he's doing. And it's resonating with me and it's resonating with the audience because you see he's generating heat, which is what a heel is supposed to do. Is is there's Yes, I'm a little bit old school. I like having a bad guy that people hate and a good guy that people like. You know what I mean? The baby face gets cheered. The heels, uh, the tweeners, uh, if you're a stone cold, it works. But those are few and far between. But I like where Seth Rollins is going. 
Um, my only little critique, I love the fact that they got to the match quickly as opposed to having a long promo segment like they normally start off uh, raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the finish, yes, I got it with the Greco-Roman knuckle lock, and uh, thumb lock or to the eye. I just wish there was something else added to that as well as opposed to just the thumb in the eye and the, and the curb stomp. Do you know what I mean? Uh, maybe maybe a, a, a quick jab to the throat as well, out of view of the referee. And that's the one thing I did like, that it was done not in plain view of the referee. Everything's done so blatantly lately. I just like the fact that he worked like a heel. He cheated to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Jimmy, I agree with you 100% in the sense that I love my good promos. I love good non wrestling segments. I don't want a three hour show to just be match, 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 match. You know, I want my entertainment in there. But I, I do like them mixing it up and not having a long promo segment to open the show every week, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like that Seth Rollins, he came out, he gave you the gist, he told you he's, you know, the title match at, at day one. I like that they're promoting day one at least like over four weeks in advance this time where we're at survivor series. We didn't know any of the matches until, you know, two weeks in uh, two weeks before. So I, you know, I like that they did that. I like that this match wasn't very long uh, because sometimes between the opening segment and the first match on raw, you're almost like 50 minutes in by the time it's done. And I thought it just, it moved fast. The, the action was quick. I, I thought it was great. And I thought this was one of the better opening segments on, on raw in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raj, I have a follow-up question for you. Is Finn Balor still a threat as far as like being someone who can get wins and do big things? At least in the short term, I should say. I think he's he's kind of one of those guys who's at that level where you know he's not going to win the world title, but he's always kind of that gatekeeper level where you know it it means something to beat him. You know, it's not it's it's you don't have a, a nobody beat him, and so. And he's he's someone that you can always like an AJ Styles. You can always prop him up in those world title matches uh, because he does have that credibility, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he. I, I always say he's a super rock star. It just seems like he's been racking up some L's lately, pretty pretty quickly over the past few weeks. Um, let's move on. I want to talk about. We had two segments back to back here. One was pretty quick and it was Vince McMahon is a believer in Austin theory and wants him to sit next to Vince all night long. Uh, and I want to talk about that a little bit, but also we had a contract signing Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, middle of the ring title match next week. Becky takes some shots at the Islanders. Liv tells her to shut up. Becky says she booked the five on five for later tonight. Um, Jimmy, well, I want to start with you. This Austin theory, you know, I don't like to use wrestling terms because I'm not a wrestler, but we, you talk about getting the rub. Is there a bigger giving the rub to a guy than sitting next to Vince McMahon himself all episode when he, Vince is like never on TV anymore? That's the thing. You When was the last time we saw Vince McMahon until other than the pay-per-view? I've uh, survived yeah. series where he saw him come back with the $100 million Cleopatra egg. Yes. But for him to be associated with Austin theory, obviously – the big man sees something in this young man. So um, this is a huge opportunity for Austin Theory to get a huge rub off of Vince McMahon. And uh, uh, th- there's no other way to put it other than if Vince is on your side, chances are you're going to get a huge opportunity to shine. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think I think Austin Theory is, is going to be the guy. Uh, I want to kind of pivot, though, to uh, the Becky Lynch Morgan, Liv Morgan uh, contract signing. Raj, how did you feel this one went? It kind of felt like they went in knowing they needed to hit like 
three bullet points and they sort of just went one thing to the next. Am I being cynical here or uh, do you feel like this flowed? How did you like the contract signing? Um, you, you know, for the, for the most part, I liked it. The, the fact that Becky didn't bury Liv this time. Uh, I thought there was a weird line in there where Liv said Becky's con- big contract is why my, your, my friends don't work here anymore. And it's one of those things that I think if, uh, first of all, I, I just would not mention the releases during a promo. And second of all, if someone is not an internet fan and doesn't know that WWE is makes as much money as it does, I'm sure they do. But for the people that don't and they hear that line, they're like, wow, they have that, you know, they're so worried financially that they have to cut people, you know, just to keep these big contracts. So I think it kind of makes them look bad in a way. Yeah, I saw between SmackDown and Raw, I believe there was three references to people being let go. Um, and I, I'm kind of with you, Raj. I feel like it's a little, I, I don't know. You should maybe don't make a zinger out of someone's real life loss mm-hmm. of loss of employment. But mm-hmm. um, but overall, we get the five the five on five match. We get the contract signing. It's next week, and and you're right. Liv didn't. Liv was kind of a punching bag the last few. Well, I guess she got the punch in on Becky last time. But you know what I mean. It feels like Liv has kind of take taken the verbal abuse the past few weeks. So it was nice to hear her get a shot in. Uh, Jimmy, do you have any comments on the, the contract signing? Anything you like, didn't like here? No, I thought it was all right. I mean, like, uh, it, it, but nothing really jumped out. And that's, you know, you talk about moments and I didn't get that huge moment from this contract signing. The one thing I did like was, even though some people might say it was a little cheap way to go when Becky took the shots at the Islanders being in the home, the home arena of the New York Islanders and it got some heat. At least it finally got some heat because you can see that the fans want to like Becky. Yes. They're not on board yet with her as a heel. So at least she got some heat in that sense. You know, one other thing I don't, I, I did not like in this segment was I don't like when they have everything already. Like when Becky says, oh, and by the way, I, I booked a match earlier tonight and, and here it is. And do you accept the challenge? And they already had the graphic up on the, you know, on the wall and, Right. It's like, make it more organic. Just be like, Becky, I want you tonight. Sonia says, well, look, if you want her tonight, maybe we'll we'll set up a match if Liv accepts. And if Liv, Liv accepts later in the show, then you announce the five on five match. And yeah. it just feels more organic than when you're, you know, you're tossing to the screen. You know what I hate about this segment? And they have it in a lot of these contract signings. And I don't know why it drives me nuts. I hate those tables with like, it's like the silvery top with like the circular <laughs> I don't know why. Why do they always use that table? There's better looking tables out there. I don't know why that would drive me nuts. But uh, after this, we have a quick segment with Matt Riddle and and uh, and uh, Randy Orton, and he puts a wig on him, which is funny, and it actually reminds me of uh, this product called Manscaped. Uh, it's the holiday season, and that means there are stockings to be stuffed and elves to be cuffed. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has gone global with the tools to guarantee you will score under the tree and the mistletoe. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. 
Ho, 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 gents. Naughty or nice, tis the season to trim. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, their best trimmer on the market for your body, and the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver to maximize your body hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Now, uh, these are the five Manscaped Surefire Wind Stocking Stuffers, the Manscaped Signature Cologne, the Shears 2.0 Luxury Four-Piece Nail Kit, the Crop Mops Body Wipes, Crop Reviver, Groin Toner, and Refreshener. Uh, groin Toner, interesting. Small enough to fit in a stocking, big enough to change a man's life. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to the site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. Whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. Groom like Santa's watching with Manscaped. Uh Beyond all that, I also am a fan. I've got the uh, shampoo and conditioner. Shampoo here. and conditioner. I, I, yeah. I've been using that. Yeah, this is no joke. I also got the uh, the body wash as well. So uh, also you, you feel really cool. It comes in. It's like metal. So you know what else I got on? The, do you have the Manscaped shirt? The lip balm. The lip balm. Oh, yes. The lip balm's the good, apple, too. The lip balm. And, uh, you know, I was traveling to New York last week. Before, when I'd travel, all my stuff would be all over my vanity bag. Hard to find. This Manscaped travel bag is amazing. I use it all the time now. Uh, you know, there's all these, you know, a lot of the products. You're like, oh, I, I'd never use that. Try it one time just doing everything. And I'm telling you, you yeah. just feel amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that's incredible. You know what? To be honest with you, I, I haven't tried the product, but I want to find this in my stocking this year really bad. And as I mentioned earlier, being of Greek descent, I suffer from the Greek curse where other than here, I grow hair everywhere else. So this would be a perfect, a perfect product for me. Yes, it's it, it actually is. Everything they have is great. Like the shirt is so comfortable. The boxers are great. Uh I, I really do recommend checking it out, you guys. And twenty percent off and free shipping. Come on. I'm taking I'm taking notes and I'm making sure my wife. Yes. W I N C two zero promo code. Uh, we got a, a chat here yeah. uh, from BS Raj. Could you do us a favor at the site and tell the moderators to stop banning all the regulars? They are abusing their power all because they disagree with what is said. It's become childish. I have never, you know, a lot of times when people come on and say they were banned for some reason, I look into it. It's never been because it's a disagreement. You look at any comments on the ratings, and there'll be like thousands of comments on those sometimes. And you got a lot of people both ways. So usually it's something else, but, you know, always reach out, contact to support. There are a lot of times, there are times where people aren't banned and it's just a, a cookie setting and things like that and, or something we discuss. So. Uh, yeah. You know, just contact support and they'll they'll look into it. Yeah, always good to just reach out to support. And some a lot, sometimes if it is just a mistake, it's just a mistake. Yeah. You know? um, but something that wasn't a mistake 
was Randy Orton closing his eyes while Matt Riddle put that beautiful blonde wig on top of his noggin. Uh, so uh, they continue their friendship, RK bro. But Orton did say they need to be more vicious than before to keep their titles as they get into a matchup with the Dirty Dogs. Dirty Dogs almost get it, but RKO and the champs retain. Uh, Jimmy, how do you like RK bro? I... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tease. I love these guys. They crack me up every time. I think Matt Riddle's a superstar. Of course, Randy Orton's a superstar. That's not nothing new. But uh, I love this group. How do you feel about this group? Full disclosure: from at the beginning, I wasn't on board. I'm going okay. I'm going to give it a chance and see how this worked out. Works out. Now I am fully on board with rated RK Bro or whatever their the, the, yeah. the name is. I just, I love it. I think these guys mesh well together and you can tell that they enjoy working together randy you know he's a tough nut to crack sometimes but you know he's on board with this 100 percent, 110 percent actually and you can see that he's having fun again doing what he's doing and and it shows in in his promos it shows in the work he's doing it with matt riddle and it shows in the ring and you talk about smooth there's nobody smoother than randy and even even matt riddle is getting elevated from this. Like you said, he's a star just waiting to happen. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, I really liked RK bro at the beginning and then it's been hit, hit or miss depending on the week. I thought, I thought this week, uh, Jimmy, you were there uh, with WWE when they did the, the Goldust Goldberg when uh, skit where Goldust put the wig on Goldberg and it was the wrong character for Goldberg to do, yeah. that, to do that with. But I, in this case, I thought it worked great. Um, and, you know, I thought, I thought it was pretty hilarious. And, and, and the match itself, it, they, I, you know, the match itself was really good, but mm-hmm. you know, these two teams have been involved in the same match or singles matches for like five of the last eight weeks. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see them mix it up. It made no sense for them to have it again when, uh, when they had a tag match last time, you know, RK Bro won. So, you know, outside of that, I thought it, it moved well. The match was good. And again, this first hour, it just kept moving fast. Yeah. Port, I love the Dirty Dogs as a team. I like both guys. But yeah, kind of like I said about Balor, doesn't feel like they're quite much, quite a threat at this point um, right. to to really get a big win here. But just real quick, last week, I thought they were hilarious, RK, bro. Then the whole, like, I'm already in your head, bro. Hearing voices in your head, bro. Loved it. Uh, moving on, though, Rollins is backstage, and he runs into Kevin Owens, who says that if he beats Big E, he gets added to the uh, to the main event at day one. Rollins doesn't believe him, goes to Pierce. Pierce says, I never said that, but... It's not a bad idea leading to uh, a bit of stuff going on. We also have, and, and we'll, talk, you, we'll talk about that, but also Edge and Miz have a promo, and I thought this was a great promo. I thought this Real quick, let, let's, let's get to the, the, uh, the Owen stuff, because there's a lot with the, the, <laughs> with the, the Edge and Miz. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just knew we were going to circle back to it at some point. So, But, yeah, you're right. Let's, let's talk about Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. See, again, this is this is the problem I have with this situation. I don't mind Kevin Owens working his way into that match at the pay-per-view at day one to make it a three-way. I just have a problem, not in this situation, but in, 
whenever it happens where you have to beat the champion in order to get a shot at the uh, a title shot at the champion. And yes, I get it. This isn't the first time it's happened. It happened. It's happened for a long time now. It happens in other companies as well. I don't like it there either. In what other, if you're portraying yourself as a combat sport, in what other, what other combat sport do you have to beat a champion twice in order to become champion? Right. It's just yeah. like from a logic standpoint, it makes no sense to me to have to beat the champion in order to get a shot at the champion. That's the one thing that bothers me from a logic right. standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It should have been Owens versus Rollins. And then if Owens beats him, then he gets inserted into the, the title match. Think- but what I did like about it was it did make, create stakes for the main event. It wasn't just a throwaway match. So True. in that sense, I liked it. Biggie and Kevin Owens, again, when I talk about the repeat matches on Raw, they've had like two or three, I think this was the third in just the last, you know, five or six weeks, but it did, it did give it stakes and you kind of felt like Kevin Owens would end up getting inserted, but you also knew that Biggie wasn't going to lose or he shouldn't lose because mm-hmm. he just lost to Roman Reigns. So, you know, I, then you, there's always that DQ that <laughs> helps yeah. him get out of it. But um, so on that end, I thought it worked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. A, I actually I like the concept of it, like just in a vacuum. I like that Ke- Kevin Owens was being kind of sneaky in how he manufactured this into being a, a shot to get into the main event, uh, and how he got Rollins to pitch it basically. And I thought it was well done in that case, and gave us a story to follow throughout the show. Which anyone who watches the show knows, I love when they give us something we can follow throughout the show. Uh, but to the point you guys already made, one of the reasons. Uh, Roman Reigns is amazing is because he never takes L's when you have the champion take two in a row even when there's some shenanigans involved it's kind of okay well when he loses the title it's not going to be that big of a deal he loses all the time so there's a reason why Roman versus Brock feels like a big deal because they're not losing all the time Um, but let's talk about this promo this promo I loved this Edge comes out Says he could have matches with anyone. Miz shows up. Miz is mad that he's not getting the edge treatment. And then he talks about how great his wife is, which I thought was kind of nice. Miz blames the WWE universe for not being a devoted fan base. I loved that. And then Edge talks about how great Miz is. They're going to fight, but not tonight. I thought this was just a pitch perfect promo. I love this. I think it showed really how good both these guys are. And that subtle power that Edge was so good at where he basically talked trash about Miz by telling us how great the Miz is, uh, which mm-hmm. makes us makes me like them both. Makes me want to see them both have a matchup. Uh, Raj, you said there was a lot to unpack here. Well, Merry Christmas. Have at it. Unpack it. <laughs> well, first, Maurice is back. Yes. And you got Edge. You got Beth Phoenix. That kind of makes me think this will probably be headed to a, a mixed tag match. I, I mean, that was my guess when i first saw maurice come out and and they're interrupting edge could be wrong but uh i saw that there Uh, jack you mentioned edge kind of putting over miz while insulting him and he made a you know last week you had mjf and cm punk and mjf told uh, sorry cm punk told mjf he was a a less famous miz or or something Mm -hmm. like that and so edge kind of uh took that line and you know kind of used it as a shot at AEW. He said, you have people on other shows saying your name just to get a cheap reaction. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I liked how Edge did that. I, I, 
and <laughs> he also said, you live rent free in a lot of heads. So I like how Edge did all that. And it, it's rare you see WWE take a shot at AEW on their TV. And this was one of the few times. And, uh, you know, stuff like that's always kind of interesting. So I, yeah. I, I thought it was a good promo. I think there are people gonna, that are going to compare it to the Punk MJF promo. And you can't. Um, right. But for what it was, I thought it was really entertaining. And for the record, I love it when companies take shots at each other. I love it, so I love that too. But uh, J- Jimmy, how did you how did you like this uh, this showdown? Again, when when Edge was starting his promo, again, uh, I love Edge on the mic. He's awesome. And then when I wanted to see who his next challenger would be, when I heard Mrs. Music, at first I went, "Hmm, that's an interesting choice," because I thought it would be someone um, a little newer you know, to someone that uh, a veteran and uh, someone as good as Edge could elevate. But then as they started the promo, I went, okay, this is going to be some interesting stuff. Maybe they could talk people into seats, which is the whole idea behind it. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the, the, the shot at AEW with mentioning that, uh, you know, they, they used your, your name as a cheap pop. Or so, it was subtle enough where you got the reference, but at the same time, it wasn't over the top. And, the subject matter wasn't zing here, zing there, just for the sake of popping the audience. They brought a story behind it. Edge, like you said, Rush, was putting over Miz while insulting him, but at the same time talking about respect and earning respect and the, how much he had. Re- it was all about respect. Yeah. In Edge's promo, and he he nailed that point home perfectly. I thought, and it went from at the beginning going, "Oh, I think I've seen these two guys before." To, "Oh, I want to see these guys." Yeah, yeah, you know, I kind of the same thing. When when Miz's music hit, I kind of groaned. I was like, ah, you know, after what Edge has been in, I want to see him in something big, yeah. and uh, and and you know, something involving a newer talent. And then once they got going, and I actually thought Austin Theory would have been a good one because he had the stuff with Ray. You know, he's kind of disrespecting the legends. Uh, so I thought that would have been kind of a good one. But it might, you know, again, it's probably too soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Miz coming out, it, it by the end of the segment, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know. You know Edge has got to win, so I'm not that intrigued by the match, but I think it'll be really entertaining heading into it. Well, to that point, what's nice about Miz is if Miz loses, it doesn't hurt either. Like, if it was Austin Theory, you'd say, oh, well, if Austin Theory takes an L now, you're gonna he kind of loses momentum. But Miz is one of those guys, he can take a loss, and he'll still look good for it. And I hope, because I've always felt that Miz was under, has been underappreciated like he's he always he's he's working all the time he's doing all this stuff and I, I feel like we don't appreciate it. So we we kind of groan when his music hits. I kind of hope that this is an opportunity for him to give us a more like legit Miz that can actually be taken a little bit more seriously and not be the clown he's been for a little bit. Because I I think I would like to see him have a a really strong run at some point before he's he's all said and done. No, I totally agree. And and as again, as someone who saw watched him from the beginning, from day one, and again, off topic here, being there that day, he got was eating the chicken over uh, the, when he got locked out of the not kicked out of the locker room. I was there that day, and uh, um, again, not to pat myself on the back, uh, helped keep someone from getting in trouble by hey, calm down, this will get taken care of. Let the boys take care of this. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to see where he was then and where he is now, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm fired up for this. I, I, I'm excited to see where that one goes. That was probably my, my favorite part of the night was that promo. Um, that is where I noticed. And I just want to touch on this real quick and see what you guys thought. Was this just me or did that arena look dark? 
today. It felt I I get that they didn't want certain seats to be highlighted, but like mm-hmm. it felt like even all the way down to the front row, it was very dark today. I don't know if that was intentional or just me or whatever, but I don't know. Just well, now that you brought dark. it up, yeah, I guess it was a, a little a little darker than normal. Let's put it that way. Um, well, they did have troubles selling out that arena. They didn't, you know. I think they had about three thousand plus tickets left. Um, you know, and I know AEW is in that same building. Gosh, is next week, and AEW has sold that arena better. So I know there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter online about how mm-hmm. you know AEW has done better in that arena, which is amazing, you know, because it's mm-hmm. New York, it's WWE, but at the same time, WWE is just overplaying New York. I mean, this is the third event there in the last yeah. eight days. They were just there in September. They're doing another uh, few shows at the end of September. I mean, at the end of December in New York, it's just overplaying that market. So. You know, there is a lot of fatigue to where you're not going to go to every show. You know, it's like AEW with Chicago. Like the the pre-sale did not do that well for this latest one, even though, you know, it'll be CM Punk's only his third show there. So mm-hmm. you go to bet, you go back to the same place too many times and, you know, people are going to stop going. And plus mm-hmm. AEW is also new newer in that market. And they always tend to do well when they're new in a market. Also, not for nothing. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. I think a lot of people have been out and about for four days in a row now and probably not looking to head out uh, as well. Uh, not to be an apologist for WWE. It's just, I think I think that is a fair ad- addition to that. Yeah. But in any case, someone who's not fair is having a massive giant like Omos on your team. And that's what AJ Styles has, but he can't see because he got sprayed in the face with a fire extinguisher. Uh, so they go to ringside to watch Alpha Academy and Street Profits have their match. Uh, AJ tries to get involved and fails. Montez is his finisher, and it looks amazing. AJ is frustrated. I, I thought this was good because it told the story quickly. It didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, Street Profits are always entertaining, and so is AJ Styles. He cracks me up, too. Uh, Raj, uh, did you like the way this all play, played out? Um, I thought AJ was hilarious here. It yeah. does look like they're kind of breaking up Omos and AJ, kind of teasing some dissensions. So it, I, I feel like they've had some good chemistry. So I almost don't want to see it. But at the same time, I want to see AJ as a singles again because I mm-hmm. think they could use him at the top. So, um, but, you know, I liked it. I thought AJ, not even though he wasn't in the match, I thought he was the star of the segment. <laughs> yeah, the glass, the sunglasses and his hair. It's funny because <laughs> when he was in TNA, I would have never thought that he would have been, you know, this yeah. entertaining. Yeah, I, 100%. I was like, yeah, he's going to need a manager the rest of his life. But <laughs> he could be a manager. Now he cracks me up, but he's so stupid. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but, Jimmy, how did you feel uh, about how – the story this told with with AJ getting involved and failing and him not being happy with Omos. And of course, it looks like them and the street profits on a collision course. No, I, I do like it. And I like, like Raj says, I do like the idea of that seed being planted of Omos possibly parting ways with AJ Styles. And, and I agree also that AJ is showing a different side to his uh, presentation where he's able to get you to, to play along and laugh along with uh, his, uh, his actual comedic timing was not bad. Let's put it that way. And yes, I do remember the days in TNA where you used to watch him. And, you know, you'd think, ah, oh, if he only had a little more personality. Now we're starting to see it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's it's the hair. I think it's just like when you have that beautiful hair, you you got to be funny. He's been uh, out of different so jealous since he's had that hair and beard. <laughs> Who's not jealous of that hair? Come on, it's amazing. Uh, um, so we got a, we got a couple of quick promos uh, backstage. We got Vince and Austin Theory backstage again, still talking. Vince telling him to be careful about surprises. Dana Brooks showing off that twenty four seven title and. Rollins calls KO a liar, but KO maintains his story. This bit of the show felt just a little bit like just checking in on these people. Just a reminder, uh, Dana Brooks, the champ, just a reminder, KO and Rollins are still doing their thing. I don't know if there's anything to take away from these, but I do like that they gave us a little check-in like on Dana Brooke to remind us, just so you know, she's the champion. I like that we didn't have to have this big, long segment, just sort of a quick remember this and move on. Uh, Raj, how do you like it when they do these kind of quick check-in segments? Um, yeah, you know, again, I thought it it moved along quick enough. I, I it, it, but it it didn't suck me in or anything. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was fine. I was starting. I, I'll admit, I was starting. It was. I thought the show had moved pretty fast until then, and then it was starting to. The, the length was starting to, you know, when you're like, oh, we still got an hour and a half to go. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any feedback on these these bits before moving on, Jimmy? No, just uh, uh, I found it interesting that Vince McMahon, although, you know, taking Austin uh, theory into his office, also seems to want to educate him mm-hmm. at the same time, kind of mentoring him a little bit, which, again, goes to what I said earlier. It looks like um, he's seeing something in Austin theory and, and he's going to have an opportunity to shine, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, do you uh, think they are they going to keep this going for a while with Vincent and Vincent Austin, or I, I hope it gets so. dropped pretty quick. No, I hope it does because you know what? I'm missing. Uh, I may be one of the few, but I'm missing Vince McMahon on television as I Mr. McMahon. I've seen I've seen the different sides of Vince. I've seen Vince, uh, you know, having fun backstage. I've seen Vince when he's not so happy, and I've seen the Mr. McMahon character, which is a lot of fun to watch on television, and that's what I. When I see that, I enjoy it. I'm entertained by it. Maybe some people think that that time has passed, but I think it can still work today. I, I enjoy it too. I just hope that this doesn't end with Austin ending up lower. I know everyone's assuming because he's in these segments with Vince that he'll be elevated. But remember when Jericho was with Stephanie, that did not elevate him. And if they're humiliated week in, week out, and made to look inferior, uh you know, at some point it does more harm than good. So that, yeah, uh, that's true. But as much as I love Steph, she's not Vince. Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon. Vince is as a care. I've never met the guy, but just as a guy on TV, you know, he is a different level. I will say, and again, just as a guy who's seen on TV, I always say it feels a little bit like when it comes to the embarrassing things, it feels a little bit like sometimes they like to embarrass guys to see if they can bounce back from it or if they can take it and like still make it work as opposed to, wilting under it um but i don't know like like a test basically to see are you going to do the boo-boo face yeah are you going to do this and 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 put your whole heart into it kind of thing (laughs) right trevor Uh, snook pointing out this is the new era mcmahon austin angle which (laughs) technically it is Uh, maybe we can get (laughs) maybe we can get chad gable on a a ukulele to uh sing jimmy crack horn (laughs) that would be that would be funny Uh, that'd be a fun callback i wonder how many people watching today would get it but i uh i i I would love that uh so we get uh damian priest and apollo cruz in a match uh cruz Talented, good match. Uh, Commander Aziz gets ejected after getting involved. Priest snaps, chokeslams Cruz. 
into the ring. I thought that was great. Hits the reckoning, gets the pin, retains. Uh, this kind of where Apollo Crews was when he was on SmackDown here, losing to the uh, the Intercontinental Champion there, now the U.S. Champion. Uh, but I think he's great at giving guys these legitimate-looking wins, and Damian Priest seems to be on a roll. Uh, are you a fan, Jimmy, of uh, either of these guys? No, I, I am, and I, I, I like the fact that they're – giving priests strong wins as opposed to, you know, these, uh, Oh, he just happened to roll him up. Like he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. He should be getting good dominant wins. And, but at the same time, he has, he's a baby face. So he has to be in peril and he's doing it in a believable way with believable opponents like an Apollo Cruz and so forth. So right now, so far, I think it's working, but he needs someone that people perceive to be a real threat to him to get to that next level. Yeah, I, I felt it seemed a little soon to get to this match because it was like a month ago. Remember where Apollo Crews came out and they had the stare down and then you don't hear it from either of them or, you know, uh, you don't see Apollo Crews or Damien Priest in the same place uh, for like a month after that. And then they go right to the match and Damien Priest gets a big win. Now, knowing how WWE has been booking lately, this probably means they're still going to do this match over and over for the next month. But you know, I, I, I just think Damien, I'd, li- I'd like to see Damien Priest, I would have liked to see Damien Priest beat somebody else and then face Apollo Crews at the pay-per-view, get the win there. But again, you know, uh, you know, one thing too, I didn't watch Raw last week. I never got a chance to, to watch it back. I wonder if D- Damien Priest's attack on Nakamura, and now they, they're keeping him as a baby face. I wonder if that hurt him because the crowd did not seem into Damien Priest tonight. And it could be the crowd wasn't, that loud for most of the night maybe that was it this could just be one of those or i don't know if the the post-match attacks or him losing it week in week out is necessarily working for him as a baby face i that might be a point i think with him what's hurt him too is he's been a little uh inconsistent as mm-hmm. far as being on tv the past few weeks or a month and yeah, i don't a couple know what, months, what, yeah a couple months yeah it seems like he's there and then he disappears for a few weeks and then he's back and it, he and i don't know if there's a reason for that but uh, I think that kind of hurts him too, um, because I also it's kind of it's weird. It's happened at a weird time where he's had a character shift with the whole like he snaps now, mm-hmm. and right as that happened, he started being inconsistent. And so I think there's a lot of like, how am I supposed to feel about this guy? What's his his thing? I think he's a superstar. Oh, Michael the virus says it in the chat. The crowd is confused by his bipolar face heel switch in matches. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, again, we'll 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 know in a couple of weeks, but it kind of it kind of felt like that to me. Like the crowd doesn't know what to make of him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's because he need. I feel like he needs like a like a heated rival, like a real rivalry, not just a we need a ma- like a matchup that he has a bunch of times with like Apollo Cruz, but like something where it it gets kind of personal and it's like really yeah. heated, not just for the title, but now it's like you know like more vicious. Yeah, there needs to be a a story behind it, and like I again, like I said, I hate to repeat myself, someone who looks like a real threat to his title reign. You know who would have been good for that? Kevin Keep Owens. Me. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's coming down the coming down the pipe. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Kevin Owens' contract does expire on January thirty first. So, hmm. uh, so speaking of Kevin Owens. Uh, we now find out uh, that it will be if Kevin Owens beats Big E, he is in the match. It's now official. We get that word just as the Mysterios go out to face the Hurt Business. They get a pretty straightforward win. Raj, 
is the Hurt Business and Bobby Lashley connected, or are they now separate? I don't think they've mentioned it since that first week, right? That they got back together. Since yeah. then, they haven't been shown together or even mentioned. So, Bobby yeah, Lashley, I feel like he's in creative limbo right now. I feel like they don't know what to do with him right now. Um, and and then as that that was evident later when they did the the promo. But yeah, we'll definitely. Talk. I have I have a thought on that too. But uh, mm-hmm. um, Mysterio's. Uh, a lot of people were saying that they were going to break up, but it seems like they're working just fine today. Uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. do you predict a breakup between these two? Would you like to see a breakup, or do you like seeing the father son tag team? Uh, I like the father son tag team for now, but again, that somewhere down the road, I almost feel like. Uh, I don't want to say it has to happen, but I could see it happening because um, how many people can identify with having issues with their father, like sons with their father and, and whether it's the father trying to take control of their career, like let's say, for example, the story could be where Ray's trying to help guide uh, Dominic and Dominic takes it as, Hey, you're trying to control my life. Mm-hmm. You know, let me do my thing. I want to, but I want to help guide you in the right direction. I've been doing this for 30 years, whatever the case may be. And, you know, and you get that conflict that way. Um, but again, to your question, I could see it happening down the road. Again, I don't want it rushed. Take your time. Tell that story. Yeah. And I think that that match has to happen at WrestleMania. Yes. And that's not until April. So you break them up now, they'll rush it. They'll they'll do that match at day one. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you don't want to do the breakup until, you know, February, March. And, you know, because now they, they they rush things so much. Like, remember Owen and Brett, they did that in January. And they were able to hold that off until WrestleMania. And then Owen yeah. gets a big win. Because Owen was kind of an underneath guy before that. Got the what big is- win. You know, had the heel turn, got the big win. And then he was just a superstar forever after that. What if, what if uh, in, to teach Dominic a tough lesson in, in wrestling life, Ray were to eliminate him at the Rumble. Ooh. Mm. I would like to see that happen. I, I just can't see uh, fans ever booing Ray. I think they'd still would, cheer him over Dominic. Yeah, it, probably. It would be interesting to see how far Ray could go before people boo him. Like just blatantly cheating. And everyone's Ray like, eh. realistically has never been a heel. I mean, he had a, a brief, brief stint in the Filthy Animals in WCW back when right. people were turning heel and babyface every other week. But he's never been a heel. I, I, so I would assume Dominic goes heel, maybe gets a, a, a sinister mask or something. But Ray going heel would be – that would be a twist. Speaking or, of- or, or even reverse that, have have Dominic eliminate Ray when Ray's not expecting it. Yeah. You know? I, I have a question. And, and Raj, you're like a, a historian, so maybe you'll know. Uh, Cedric Alexander mocked Eddie Guerrero during the match. He did a little Eddie dance mockingly. Has anyone mocked Eddie Guerrero with the dance and won their match? I feel like that's like a kiss of death in a match. If you do that, like you're not, you're not winning. In AEW, uh, the FTR mocked Eddie and oh. the Lucha Brothers won. Uh, well, no, yeah. If if they if they mocked him and the Lucha Brothers, yeah. If you mock Eddie, you lose. Is right. Yeah. Oh, you're saying have they mocked Eddie and won? Yeah, I don't think that's it. I don't think they've ever. I think anyone who's ever mocked Eddie has lost. I, I feel oh. like I, I think there have been uh, Austin Theory mocked Eddie. And uh, remember, I think against Ray and Dominic, and he beat them both. Oh, in that case, yeah, oh, you're right. Man. See, I told you, you're the historian, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. So that's why Ray, that's why Austin Theory is the man, is he was able to get a win, even though he mocked Eddie. That, that's that's big, uh, that's big time. That's huge. 
Yeah, that, they, it seems like wrestlers have been doing that a lot lately. Using yeah. the the Eddie. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's because strut. people who were kids who grew up watching him are now old enough to be wrestlers, and now they're. It's like more their thing. I don't. Because it gets a huge pop when when yeah. when the baby faces do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we get a, uh, team live versus team Becky and I don't want to be that guy, but I got to say it. Why wasn't this survivor series matchup? <laughs> this is... Because it's brand versus brand. We got to see which yes. brand is better. <laughs> like we just, we just had a show with the whole premise being, you get these matchups. <laughs> what this feels so silly to me, but. It is what it is. Um, we get a, a five on five matchup. Lots of fun matchups throughout this whole thing. But the story is Liv gets the win and then Liv hits Becky with Oblivion. And mm -hmm. Jimmy, she's already got more offense in on Becky than Bianca Belair did during their run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, again, like you guys said, uh, this would have been a perfect Survivor Series match. And to, to have the elimination style match, this was a one fall match and, and so forth. But it, Again, designed to get Liv over as the next uh, challenger to Becky. Do I see Liv being the one to defeat Becky for the title? Not at this time. Uh, I was okay with it. It didn't. It didn't wow me. That's for sure. Yeah, I, you know. Again, I, I think having no stakes. Also, like instead of doing the contract signing, announcing Becky versus Liv, why not have it where? If Liv's team wins, then Liv gets a title shot. Or if Becky's team wins, then she gets to name her next opponent. Something like that mm -hmm. to where there's a reason for this match. When you have a 10-woman match with no stakes at all, it's just you know just a way to get a bunch of people on the show. And I, I just wish that there was something more to it, storyline-wise. Yeah. yeah, to your guys' point, it's a good kind of middle of the show, like, just lots of stuff happening, but yeah, I, I bet they could have, if they were going to do this, they could have done more with it. Like I said, it could have been a survivor series. Even, I think it would have been fun if you had them backstage, like Rhea Ripley going, I don't want to be your partner. Why am I on your team? Why'd you put me on here? I didn't sign up for this or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it is what it is. And like I said, uh, Liv Morgan now kind of one up on Becky, which I'm a huge Bianca Belair fan. So I'm, I'm Jimmy, Jimmy, just, you know, I'm bitter. I wanted, I wanted Bianca Belair to, to do better. But uh, uh, Mike D in the chat says, Doink the Clown equals Matt Bourne 2022 Hall of Fame. Oh, my goodness. In the chat. He, uh, it, would, it would have to be the Matt Bourne version. I, I don't know how you specify it, but. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Uh, there, there have been a few different doinks, but Matt Bourne is a. Uh, if, if he's going he's to the Hall of Fame, that's the one. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that a, a Doink the Clown wasn't in. I could have swore Doink wasn't in. That's a there. difficult one because there have been so many of that character. Mm -hmm. So, do you have the character go in the Hall of Fame or do you have Matt Bourne go in the Hall of Fame? And Matt, Dor Matt Bourne, he did wrestle before uh, mm -hmm. he was Doink uh, in WWF, but not Hall of Fame career as himself. Yeah. Um, in yeah, WWF. It does get, that does get tricky when you, mm -hmm. when you have that situation. Huh. We will see. Uh, in the chat, uh, Brian Outen asks, hey, guys, where is Nia J? I'm assuming Nia Jax. She is uh, no longer with the WWE. She was released. Um, and we talked about her at the top of the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Sounds like she says she's done. Not likely she's coming back. So uh, best of luck to her. Um, and real quick, no. back to the Doring thing. That was one problem I had with Scott Hall going in as Razor Ramon. Because you had two Razor Ramones. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least Justice Diesel, he went in as Kevin Nash. <laughs> Justice for the other Razor Ramon. I wonder if he. I wonder if he's like, yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer, Razor Ramon. <laughs> I think, oh I think goodness. he passed Rick Bogner. Oh, yes. did he? oh. yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, we get another Austin Theory, Vince McMahon backstage segment. Uh, we get another Veer promo. And at this point, I think they're going to need to update his photos because it's been so long. He probably doesn't look like that anymore. Uh, Man, I, I wonder if they know what to do with him. Remember Elias? <laughs> they had all those promos yeah. for him for like six weeks of him burning stuff in a fire and he's just been MIA. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder yeah. if, if they're saving him as a surprise Royal Rumble guy. Veer or Elias? Elias. Yeah. I honestly believe they have no idea what to do with him. Well, that's probably the yeah. truth, but I'm trying to make it sound more fun. <laughs> I, I know, but when you start thinking back to the last few years and the surprises that have been with like, for example, Edge, we mentioned Edge. What a surprise that was. Uh, Christian this past year and then two months later ending up in AEW, but still a huge surprise at the Royal Rumble. You think of an Elias showing up at the Rumble, that's that's not a surprise that, that wows me. I'm, sorry, Elias, yeah. but you don't. It, it, it's not on that level. I mean, if they came up with some crazy cool character and he comes out as that in the Rumble, maybe. But yeah. uh, I don't see that happening. Um yeah, I think they dug themselves in the corner by him saying Elias is dead. But then again, they drop stuff all the time. They could just bring him back as Elias. There you go. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the Bobby Lashley promo airs. And I wanted to um, talk about this because they talk about him being a wrestler. They talk about him going to the military. It feels a little bit like they're making him a sympathetic character again. And he's not going to be the the mean old almighty anymore. Uh, Raj, do you think that we're going to see a change of heart for Bobby Lashley? Well, when you think about it on the babyface side, you don't have, you got Biggie, um, you know, on the top edge is part-time he's here and there. And it's not much else, you know, uh, after that. So it's probably, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of ran through everyone as, a, as the big bad guy when he was the the world champ. So maybe it's time to make the move. Uh, do, you, do you, Jimmy, do you think that'd be a successful move for him, becoming a, a good guy? I, I think it would be because, like you said, there's a little bit of a, a dip on the babyface side right now. And if he stays a heel, then all logic says that dictates that he should be going after Big E. So... Mm -hmm. Why is he not going after Big E? He wants that title back. He should be in the picture. He's that much of a a, a huge figure. So um, if you want Seth to be the dominant challenger to Big E right now and put uh, KO in the mix as well, it only makes sense to maybe have Lashley, you know, go to the um, other side. Right. See the lights, way. So to speak. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I guess, yeah, because you think Kevin Owens is obviously, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people for him to face uh, that way. But Big E says he doesn't fear anybody to Kevin Patrick. And then Austin Theory gets slapped in the face by Vince McMahon. Um, just a few quick promos before we get to the main event. Um, so this so is Vince. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. I was going to say Vince. Vince walloped him, too. He, he hit him pretty good. Uh he this thinks is... he's Antonio Noki now with those, <laughs> with those slaps. <laughs> uh, I mean, he laid it in there. Yeah. 
So this is where it could go one of two ways because like you guys said, this could become a Austin theory just gets embarrassed and gets made to look stupid by Vincent man over and over and over again. What I would love to see, and maybe I'm just overthinking it, is one of these days Austin Theory surprises Vince McMahon and hits him with one of his own. Uh, but I'm probably overreaching there. Jimmy, uh, how did you like seeing an Austin Theory get slapped in the face? Uh, it was very interesting. I didn't expect it, but seeing it, and like you said, uh, Vince laid it in there. But I will say this about Vince. If it comes time for a receipt, uh, he's not want to shy uh, away from taking one as well. He's, he's, he's a tough son of a gun as a guy who, who tore both quads and, and refused help to get to the back afterwards. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a, that speaks a lot to the toughness of Vince McMahon. And I think uh, somewhere down the road, believe it or not, I got a, I got a funny feeling that that receipt is coming from Austin theory. I hope so. Um, Cause I had tweeted earlier tonight that, you know, back in the day when they want to create a new star, they'd have the the night end with Austin's theory kicking the crap out of Vince. Mm -hmm. Then later when I was thinking about it, I was like, it's probably too soon to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But my only concern is that it ends up getting dropped, which so many things do. And then Austin never got his receipt back or um, he just ends up kidding, you know, emasculated over and over again to where right. it doesn't him no good. So we'll see. Well, the, like you said, the fantasy booking that sometimes we like to do uh, somewhere down the road, you'd like to see it happen. And uh, that could, that could actually make Austin theory. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm looking, I'm probably looking too far into it. Probably fantasy booking in my own head too much, but they kept talking about surprises. I'm hoping I'm thinking money in the bank. That's the 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 king the king of surprise moves to be the money in the bank winner. You can surprise people. You cash it in. You become a champion. I don't know. That's like six months away. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's they're not. I, they have no idea what they're doing. Have money in the bank. Let's get through Dallas two nights in Dallas first. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Let's get to day I, one. I, I, I think they legitimately don't know what they're doing at day one. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, well, we get to the main event. Kevin Owens and Big E with Rollins on commentary. Uh, this was a fun one. Rollins cheering on KO. Rollins again. I'm loving. Rollins is one of my favorite things going right now. He's just such. He's just nuts, and I love him for it. Um, I get what they did here with KO attacking Rollins. So Rollins attacks him, and he gets the DQ win. Uh, feels like he. There's probably an easy. They were probably a. I don't know if it was executed my favorite way, if I'm nitpicking that, but don't really like that Big E took an L uh, two times in a row now. Um, I feel like I like the idea of this, but for some reason it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, Raj. Yeah, and and again, I, they shouldn't have done this, but you would think if Kevin Owens has Big E beat, he just beat him instead of wasting time running outside the ring, hoping that Rollins will come back in and attack him. Um, I think the, the way they're treating Biggie, like his first pay-per-view as champion, he was in, in an unannounced tag match, right? Uh, mm-hmm. him, him and the new day. Um, they're just making him look less than, and, uh, cause they lost that tag match too, didn't they? N- no, they won. Biggie pinned Lashley to win that. Okay. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But still there, he's not, you kind of see when they're not going all the way with someone as champ. 
And you, you're kind of seeing that with Big E. Yeah. I just, I, when you see him lose too many times, like he has, or get beat up after matches or things, you just start to think him, him getting beaten doesn't seem that shocking. Like, so if he lost at day one, I wouldn't be that surprised. He's lost twice in two weeks. Yeah. I, I understand the thought of, uh, gaining sympathy on Big E and wanting people to get behind him in that sense. But at the same time, it's Big E. He should be dominant. And I didn't have a big problem with his loss to Roman Reigns right. at Survivor Series because he was he, he 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 presented well. He showed he was dominant in that match. He, yes, he did lose in the end, and Roman had to hit him with a couple of spears as opposed to you know just hitting him with his finish, so to speak. So uh, again, that old theory he got over without going over in that match i thought the next night on raw was kind of a step back for him because i thought that was in, that's when he should have been dominant very dominant mm-hmm. and and it, it almost felt like he needed uh distraction from seth and uh ko to get that win over austin theory so to speak and then and then again this past uh, raw that we saw tonight again it should have it should have been a more of a dominant uh, Big E, for lack of a better term. And it's it's not that I have an issue with the DQ finish. Again, like you said, Jack, it's it's the way it went down. It wasn't – it was like, ah, just let him go out and, and attack and let, you know, sucker Seth into attacking him. But he didn't do it very creatively. It wasn't sneaky. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to attack Seth Rollins right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and at least he didn't get pinned. You know, DQ losses aren't really losses in WWE, but, um, y- y- you know, uh, I don't know. I-, I just think you just see how someone's positioned, and I, I hope that changes because uh, I think they need more stars, and Big E can, can be that one. Yeah, and as mentioned, he lost to Roman Reigns. I don't. He should have won. He should. He should have lost that one. Yeah, as you say, I don't hold that one against him. Roman no. Reigns is a different animal. That's Roman, really, Roman Reigns' uh, first pinfall loss. You know, needs yeah. to be huge. Yeah, that's that. I totally get. It's just, I, I think Jimmy, you hit the nail on the head. I think after that loss, Big E should have went on a tear and just be destroying people in matches and kind of like what they did with uh, Lashley for a little bit, where he was just crushing people. Yeah. Uh, to get that steam back going again. I think they even did that with Drew McIntyre after he lost to Roman Reigns, where they he had him just like beating the brakes off people for a little bit uh, to remind us that he's unstoppable, where this kind of felt like, oh, I mean, you technically lost, but I don't know. Again, it's I, I get it. I, I, I'm not mad at the idea. I just feel like they it, something about it was it didn't go properly for me. I, I, I guess it's kind of a bad taste. I'm not kind of like, eh. Mm, maybe a little overcooked yes <laughs> um but that that gets us through the show uh any any closing remarks on a scale of one to ten where would you guys put this one? Ooh, if i had to if i had to grade it uh you know what i thought at least for the for the most part it was a, it was a solid show yeah you know you can you can again uh, the women's five on five kind of took me out a little bit but at the same time they brought me back in so uh, I, I'd give it a solid seven. I would. Yeah. I think I'm actually about where you're at. I, I think I'm at about seven for it. I, you're right. There were times when I kind of got out of it, but I mean, it's a three hour show. Like, let's be yeah. honest. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, to me it, it, it didn't feel as long as a lot of the recent episodes. It 
it it it, it moved faster, especially the first hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, through the edge and miss segment, I thought it was a really strong show. And then mm-hmm. it, the, the second half of the show kind of um, was a little kind of slowed things down. But overall, it was still I, I thought it was one of the better episodes they've done lately. Yeah. And I I always say because people think we'll probably say seven. That's such a high number. I say if I watched if I looked at the past ten Raws, I bet this was better than at least seven of them. So that's why I say. Oh well, then I give it a ten. (laughs) (laughs) Can we? Can someone clip out Raj saying he gives Raw a ten? Just that part. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm walking out on that slim uh, just yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Well, um, I think that does it for us. Uh, Thank you again to everyone in the chat: Joseph, Michael, uh, Brian, Oz, uh, JP. Review King, MB, Trevor Snook, uh, Edward Cousins, uh, all you guys, thank you so much. Um, Make sure to check out the NXT 2.0 after show tomorrow on Tuesday. Make sure to check out the AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday and that SmackDown Rampage doubleheader on Friday. But also, make sure to stay tuned into Wrestling Inc. or at Wrestling Inc. on social media all the news is there. You can keep up with all the stuff going on all over the world of wrestling. And don't we always know there's always news happening. So that's the best place to be. And also we're going to have an NXT war games podcast on Sunday. So it's a busy oh. week. War games. War games. <laughs> you forgot it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. So check out war, the war and games. You got to check out Jimmy uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, Jimmy, tell people how they can follow you and, and about the, the reference. Oh, uh, yes. You can follow my daily Ruffin Rants. It's weekdays. And here's a, a cup my wife had made for me. And I have <laughs> nice. Ruffin Rant t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Cheap plug. You got to throw it out there. And um, yes, I do it on weekdays from Monday to Friday. Again, meant to be little critiques and things I'd like to see, you know, changed or altered and done a little better to my liking. Uh, so you can get me at Twitter, at Jimmy Corderas, Instagram, at Real Jimmy Corderas. I'm also on Facebook. and. Uh, and just have like to have a lot of fun. You can also hit me up on Cameo. If you need an issue resolved, I can resolve it for you. I'll even put on a ref shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be fun. Yeah, definitely uh, check out Jimmy on Cameo then. If you can get a ref to decide your decide your argument, if you have a roommate and they're not doing the dishes, take them to task and have Jimmy count them out on Cameo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can also check out Raj on social media at uh, at Raj Geary underscore three zero three. I'm like looking in really close to see. You should you should know it by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't follow you. No. <laughs> you blocked me. <laughs> no. uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media as well. Thanks again, guys. This was fun. We should do it again sometime. How about next week <laughs> or, or tomorrow for the NXT after show? Yeah. Just yeah, let me know. We'll definitely have Jimmy on a, a lot more. Loved uh, having so, you on, Jimmy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, th- thank you, Jimmy. It was great having you on. Raj, always good chat with you. And again, everyone in the chat, thanks for being here. And uh, tune in tomorrow for the NXT After Show. <laughs>